In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the first Sunday of the month of Baba, and the theme of uh, this month, of this Coptic month, is the authority of Christ. The authority of Christ, or Christ as the, the Pantocrator, the ruler of all. So this month will be all about the Gospels, like awesome miracles that the Lord uh, does. And today the Gospel is from Mark chapter 2, and it was about a paralytic man who was carried by his four friends and was then dropped through the roof of this house and then the Lord healed him and but that's not actually all that the Lord did I wish like the the story didn't end with just a healing from his from his paralysis actually the Lord healed him in another way the Lord gave him the forgiveness of his sins and he said son your sins are forgiven you and this really like set off the Pharisees this like really got them really upset and angry because they said why does this man blaspheme like this who can forgive sins but God alone so the idea that I was thinking about was that the the paralytic all he had in his mind was that he want or the and the group was that they're going to bring this man to the Lord Jesus and the Lord Jesus would heal him from his paralysis but then the Lord actually went one step further and actually gave him something that he didn't even ask for and gave him the forgiveness of sins so the idea that I want to discuss with you is how the Lord exceeds our expectation sometimes we might have an expectation we might wish for a b and c but then actually the lord is ready to give you something even better than a b and c he's ready to give you something much bigger in the gregorian liturgy we say a part that i think is like summarizes the theme that I'm, i want to discuss with you it says restore us O god to your salvation deal with us to your goodness O oh, you who do more, O oh, you who do more than we ask or understand. So the Lord is always doing more than we ask or understand. And actually as I started to meditate on this topic about the Lord doing more than we ask or understand, I realized the whole Bible is actually, God is doing more than we ask or understand. And I think the best example is actually the example of the Incarnation. That's an example beyond, like, beyond the rationalization of man. That God would come and become, take flesh and die for our sins. That's something we didn't, we didn't ask or we asked for, but we didn't expect to be saved to that level. That God in His, in His self would come and take flesh. I think that's also described in the Gregorian liturgy. It says, neither an angel nor an archangel nor a patriarch nor a prophet. Those were what we expected. From the past. That's what was given in the past. An angel, an archangel, a patriarch, a prophet. But then he says, But you have entrusted, but you without change were incarnate and became man and resembled us in everything except for sin alone. This was definitely an exceeded expectation. And the Pharisees could not believe that expectation, that this was beyond their understanding. They had an expectation. What did the Pharisees expect? They expected a military ruler. They expected a governor. They expected someone who was going to give them back their land. But when the Lord Jesus Christ came, He exceeded that expectation. He didn't just establish a like a heavenly kingdom. Yes, He did. He also established an earthly kingdom, but not according to their 
their, their way of thinking. He made an earthly kingdom that's not based on language or land. He made an earthly kingdom here in the earth. Actually, the Gregorian liturgy it explains it further. He said, you became a mediator for the Father. The middle wall you have broken down. The old enmity you have abolished. You have reconciled the... Everybody can say a quick prayer to themselves, inshallah, everything. Okay. So we were talking about exceeded expectation, how the incarnation was an exceeded expectation. So that was one example of how God exceeded our expectation. Another way God exceeded our expectation is I was thinking about the story of the paralytic man, not the one that we described today. I was actually thinking of about another paralytic man, the one that was in Acts chapter 3. That, that paralytic man, it says there was a certain man, lame from his mother, lame from his mother's womb was carried, and whom they laid at the gate, daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms for those who entered the temple. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, what did this paralytic man ask for? He asked for 50 cents, he asked for a dollar, he asked for some money. And then actually, St. Peter said he looked at him, and when he looked at him, then it says, explicitly it says, that when Peter gave his attention, he expected to receive something. So you'd think Peter's gonna go into his pocket and give him a couple, like 50 cents, and then, like, walk away. But the idea was, then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And this was the best alms that this man has ever received, right? He's sitting there expecting to receive 50 cents. And now a paralytic, someone who is like, can't walk, and now he's walking. Now, so sometimes God gives us a beyond what we ask or understand. The next example I want to look at about God exceeding our expectation is actually a very famous story. It's the story of Hannah. Hannah, the mother of Samuel. Hannah was crying to God for a child. Crying to God for a child. She was very bitter that God didn't give her a child. And so she would go into the temple and pray heavily for a child. And and then the Lord actually met her expectations, right? Or maybe if you want to call it an expectation. This was a barren woman and she gave birth to a child. That's even beyond. But you would think that would be enough for like Hannah, right? You like the Lord answered your prayer, that's good. 
But actually what's very interesting about the story of Hannah is did you know that she actually had more children? How many children did Hannah have? She actually had three more sons and two more daughters. How she asked for one and then the Lord gives extra. I love that concept. That And it was written that every year when she would go back to the temple to check on Samuel, to see how Samuel was doing, that Eli the priest would come. And this is what Eli would say to Elkanah and Hannah. He said, the Lord give you descendants from this woman for the loan. That's what's written, for the loan. It's as if like, like Hannah gave a loan or a gift to God that was her son Samuel. That was given to the Lord and then they would go home after that. So I was thinking about this concept that if the Lord was like a bank. Like imagine with me, the Lord like a bank. That the Lord would be the best bank in the world. He would be the best bank in the world. Why? Because he would always exceed our expectations. So I want to explain like maybe four reasons why the Lord would exceed our expectations. One is that the Lord is very rich. Very rich. In uh, St. Paul, what he says about God, he says, But God, who is rich in mercy because of His great love with which He loved us. So He's rich in mercy and in love. Even when we were dead in our trespasses, He made us alive together with Christ and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, He might show the exceeding riches of His grace and His kindness toward us. Wow. So God is rich. Rich in love. Rich in mercy. Rich in grace. Rich in kindness. That was all from one passage. That the Lord is so rich. And so because He's so rich, the follow-up to that is actually... That because he's like so rich, he's actually very generous. So he's rich and he's generous. And sometimes, like so generous, I was thinking that he gives loans. You know, if you went to the bank and wanted to get a loan, you have to fill out paperwork and credit checks and credit history and, you know, who are you and where do you... But actually when the Lord does something, He actually doesn't need a credit check or because maybe it's so rich, He's so giving. Like I was thinking about the paralytic that we just discussed. Did that paralytic, did He give a credit check? Or did He... The Lord gave him a gift without him... Like even asking. So the Lord is so generous. The Lord is rich and the Lord is so generous. The other thing is that this bank is secure. Like the Lord is secure. In, uh, in Matthew 6, this is one of the, the theme verses from one of the retreats. They made a song to it. So the song is like still stuck in my head. It's, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither Everybody want to sing it for us? Yeah, where, where moth and rust do not destroy, where thieves cannot break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. So the idea is that in heaven the treasure is secure. If we have our security in God, it's a, like security. That's security. You have no fears if you put your your treasures up in heaven. Another criteria about how God exceeds our expectation is that 
God's checking account, so to speak, offers the best interest rate. The best interest rate. Or the best rate of return. Because it always exceeds your expectation. Like uh, the example I gave you already is Hannah gave one son and then she received three sons, two more daughters. That the Lord is always giving better return on investment. I was even thinking about the idea, the famous story is the five loaves and two fish. When you put that into the Lord's hand, He actually multiplies. So if you put very little into the Lord's hands, actually the return on investment is unbelievable. Is unbelievable. Even the case with the two mites. When the, the widow offered the two mites, she put in very little as what of, as, as much as she had. And the point I want to make here is even though she remained poor, and we don't believe in a prosperity gospel. I'm not saying go and, you know, and if you give everything to the church, you're going to be very rich. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, but in the gospel, in the Bible it says, but she out of her poverty, in her poverty, poverty, she gave and she put in all the livelihood that she had. But I believe that the Lord rewarded her. Don't you believe like the story of it's like we're sitting here talking about a woman who put in two mites. And I'm sure the Lord in the, in his plan, he rewards everyone according to their, to their works. So actually the best reward that we have is heaven, right? That's when like, like, what, what better reward could you ask for? That's the best return on investment. If you give two mites and then you have eternal, eternal life, eternal life, what value can you put on that? You can't put a value on eternal life. And that's not a a cop out for this place, but, or like, uh, it's not just empty words that we look forward to heaven, but that's the truth. That's why we have like the story of Lazarus and the rich man. The, Lazar, the story of Lazarus, he was poor, but in the end, justice was served, and he had eternal life. And you would never switch spots, right? Would you rather be the rich man or Lazarus? Of course, I'd be Lazarus. So the Lord gives the best rate of return. He gives the best interest rate. So I want to recap what we spoke about. We spoke about God always exceeding expectation. God is always exceeding our expectation. We discussed a few examples. We discussed the incarnation. We discussed the two paralytics in the story of today. He came to get healing, but then he received a different type of healing. He received the forgiveness of sins. We talked about the story of Hannah. Then I told you four reasons why he's always exceeding our expectation. He's rich. He's generous. He's very secure. Like whatever you put in is very secure. And he's always giving us the best interest rate. So I think we need to strengthen our faith. Because that's the key. To unlock the, the extra like, like grace of God. Is to have more faith. And then he'll always exceed our expectation. And I just want to close on something. Because I think we all kind of face this. Is sometimes our expectations are very poor. We have very poor expectations. And we're always like kind of, sorry to say, maybe a little negative. And we say things like, um, 
<laughs> Today's been a rough day. <laughs> so uh, we always have things like this will never change or this will like, like who can, we, there's no hope for this situation. But one of the things is if you believe that God can always exceed expectations, like one of the concepts that's in my mind is if the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you could move a mountain. If you have, do you believe you have faith as a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. Then why don't we have a little bit of faith that he could change a person? Right? If you're having a personal conflict with someone and you say, this person will never change this person. So this person, like God can exceed your expectation. If God can move a mountain with a mustard seed of faith, he can move a heart. He can move a heart with something very smaller, much smaller than a mustard seed. You agree with me on that? He can exceed our expectations. And glory be to God forever. Amen.